Good afternoon, good afternoon, good afternoon. Today is Scholastic Saturday. Scholastic Saturday. So, one of the things that my husband and I, Mr. Ruff, have been doing um, during this pandemic um, is educating ourselves um, through YouTube videos, um, through books, um, and one of the YouTube uh, channels that we watch is the Karen Hunter show. At first, I was like, eh, I'm not with her. But, <laughs> um, and I don't watch all of hers. I watch Karen Hunter with Dr. Carr. And they have a Saturday session. It's one hour long. It's authentic. It's organic. It's about us. When I tell you, Dr. Greg Carr, who is a professor, uh, from Howard University and Karen Hunter. She's a professor as well. She's a journalist. When I tell you Dr. Carr goes in depth, like you you don't even want to get up and get water cause it, because it's so uh, much information that he's giving out. And in each session, um, if you look behind, there are books everywhere and he's read those books. If you, if he, if they jump into a subject, he'll he'll pull back and get a book. And um, there's so much history about us. Um, and today we were watching one, um, and it was talked about the minstrel shows. I'll let you Google that one. But think about Foghorn Leghorn, Bugs Bunny, um, Mickey Mouse, Donald Duck. Start there, right? And listen to him and what he tells you about the history of things. And so we've been doing that. And, of course, I just ordered three books. Um, And then I found, oh, there's another book uh, about Marvel Comics and how Black Panther came about. And I was like, oh, that's at Target. I'm going to Target to get that. So anyway, my point is, is that during this time when you say, oh, I don't have anything to do on Saturday... If you're going to be on any type of internet or social media or whatever, you might as well get some education in. And it's a great time to educate your children. Now, listen, um, if you have <laughs> a drop of black in you, you should be educating your children on black history, period. Uh, it doesn't matter if you've acculturated to the white side of your family um, now is a great time for you to teach yourself, learn with your children, you know. Um, and the reason I say that is because you you don't dislike your black mother or your black father. I mean, you may for other reasons, but my point is that's, your, that's who you are. That's part of who you are. And so why not learn about the history of who, where you come from? Your kids are not going to learn it in the public school system. They're not going to learn that part of history about themselves. And who better to teach them than you? It doesn't take long. You get them involved in it. You don't give them options. Okay? And listen, it may be hard at first because you're just beginning, right? And I know mothers, you're like, oh, they're not going to sit still. Listen, they will sit still even if it means they go to sleep listening to you. Okay, but it's a necessary thing that needs to happen. And if you don't do that, shame on you. Listen, when my kids were growing up, 
I can't tell you I educated them on black history because I couldn't educate them on, I could only educate them on what I knew. Um, But I will tell you this, they were being educated in the summer as my children. In fact, I cleaned out my garage during the pandemic and I still had workbooks that uh, I had from when my kids were young. They... (laughs) They were not missing any reading. They were not missing any math and they were not (laughs) missing any type of writing. Um, And that's what we did. You know, Um, I even once uh, summer I sent my boys to college for kids um, and they each went to a different uh, uh, class. One went to uh, a creative writing class and another one went to like a, a robotics class. Listen. Do what you have to do. You can't do that right now, but you can educate your kids. And this is important, okay? But other than that, just let me tell you the importance of it. If your children have not, have only been around your black family, and your black family is not, everybody don't look black. You understand what I'm saying? They look maybe more white than black, Um it's a great time to educate them and show them some brown skinned people, some darker skinned people, um, their contributions to America. Um, so that when someone is telling them something, they can say, mm, that's not really what happened. He didn't. In, you, he may have um, built the Lay's company, but it was a black man who invented the potato chip. You, you see what I'm saying? So you have to get down to the nitty gritty of of the history so that you're able to be able to dissect that thing. And listen, I'm in my fifties and I feel like a kid in a candy store. Okay. I have some books at my house and I'm like, you know, I'm in here. I had my kids reading some things like I had like, uh, the Negro in America, you know, uh, that's for a young person to read, um, the black theology and black power. Uh, I got that off of, a. um, one of the black shows, um, and that's by James H. Cone. Um, we have uh, the Jim Crow law. Ooh, y'all know, <laughs> ooh, Lord Jesus. Okay, so, you know, we had started reading some things, you know, not so long ago, but um, but more so about us. You know what I mean? And so, you know, I... Uh, say to you, do that. You know, don't just teach your kids about Martin. They've been Martin to death. Okay. Teach them of other things. Teach them about James Baldwin. Um, Teach them, you know, about Nikki Giovanni, if they like poetry and writing and, um, you know, things like that. Like get them, buy them black books that um, show pictures of, you know, kids who look like them. Target is great for that, okay? Um, and I know we can get everything on Amazon, but um, Target hires a lot of black people. So there we go. I'm sure Amazon does too. But let's look who's in leadership. I know my niece used to work for Target uh, uh, years ago in management. And so, and I love Target. I don't, you know, Target is not for play play. Um, but anyway, you know, take the time out while you have this time and educate your children. Um, there's another book um, that you may want to read. It's called The Barracoon, uh, The Story of the Last Black Cargo. And uh, I think I shared this with you on my last podcast. Um, the author of uh, 
their eyes were watching God, Zora Neale Hurston, she was able to um, write this story. And um, the foreword was written by Alice Walker, okay? And Toni Morrison called it one of the greatest writers of our time, talking about Zora. But she told the story of um, this gentleman who was on the last cargo ship that um, came to the U.S. And his name was Cujo Lewis, C-U-D-J-O Lewis. He was a survivor of the Cadilda, the last slaver known to have made the transatlantic journey. Okay? So that's a that's a good book to start with. So, you know, I've given you a couple of things. Be very intentional about what you're reading, uh, what you're hearing, what you're saying. Um, another thing we talked about, uh, we were talking about was our representation. Um, you know, one of the things that they said was, um, you know, there are black entertainers who are like minstrels. That hurt a bit. It hurt. It hurt to hear. But truth, truth be told, it is. It's the truth. But listen, and so in that sense, we have to maybe elevate our entertainers and say, hey, do better. You can make better music. You can entertain us better than that. You know what I mean? Um, We do love some ratchetness. We love some authenticity. So I'm not saying let's not take ourselves seriously, but let's not project an image that we don't want people to emulate or attach to all black people. Um, And so we want to be mindful of who is representing us. But we don't want to Bill Cosby people either. And let me tell you what I mean by this. We don't want to shame people in front of the world. You you understand what I'm saying? He talked about black men and their pants hanging low in front of people as if he had no sin himself, as if he had no faults himself. Um, instead of correcting them in love, he did it with a hard fist and, you know, karma. That's all I can tell you. Um, and we still love Bill, but karma, again... Um, so we want to be mindful of that. We want to be mindful of how we allow people to talk about people who look like us, especially around us and in our presence. We should correct them. We do not um, and should not allow people to write out our narrative. Uh, we should hold um, media accountable for how they portray us um, and put them on the spot and correct them as well, because Racism didn't just start. Um, This way of being um, is not new, but um, us having the ability to be heard at this moment is important. It's imperative. And um, it's now it's it's we're here, you know, so all the talking of if I I wish I did, you do. And it's now. And so. Let's take the opportunity to use our uh, time in history to do those things that we wanted to do. Um, Get justice. um, Act right. (laughs) You know, represent one another. Be kind to one another. Love one another. Hold others accountable. Um, (laughs) Listen, 
and be our our very original, um, organic, and authentic selves. We don't have to be whitewashed anymore. You know, they say, you know, black speak Ebonic. No, we don't. First of all, English is not our first language. And so however it comes out, it's however it comes out, you know. And they love, people love to put white America, put that on African-American people, but they understand it, Africans who come from Africa. Well, where they think, where did they think we came from? Where did we come from? Yeah, it's just we were here longer. And they feel like, you know, people feel like, well, you've been here, you should know better. That's not so. That's not so. You pick up and you learn things. And we've come up with our own language, basically. Um, and so, you know, we're going to do us. <laughs> they can do them. Um, but we are people um, who make things happen. We are people who are very educated, very smart, um, and we've got to do better by each other. And the way to do that is to educate one another, to tell our own stories, to tell our own stories through us, um, and make, listen, white people don't get to tell our stories anymore. They don't get the opportunity to tell our stories and make money off of us. You know, they don't want to pay us what we're worth, but they want us to spend our money in their businesses um, and buying their product. I say we choose what we want to do with our money. And I will tell you, it is very, um, very, um, I don't want to use the word hard, but it's it. Is you have to be very studious and very um, intentional, and um, you know, let me. I'm just going to use it and intentional about buying from black businesses when you're out because you have to have a plan when you go out the door. Like this is where we're going to go. This morning, me and my husband, <laughs> we went to the farmers market. Uh, we bought. Um, we went to our vegetable people, we went to our meat guy. We didn't buy any bread today because we still got bread in the refrigerator. So we were being fiscally responsible that <laughs> we weren't buying stuff we didn't really need. Um, and then we bought from our Indian sister who made some candles and they are excellent. And so we're very intentional about where we were going. And then we, we, when we left out, we were hungry. So, of course, um, we had to figure out where we were going to go to go get something to eat. And we, we went to a black restaurant that we, we've ate at a couple of times, uh, eating at, oh, my God, we had breakfast there. <sighs> Pictures to be posted on Facebook. Um, we had bacon, eggs, and pancakes. And when I tell you, it was fantastic, fantastic. Um, it's probably about five or 10 miles from the house. By the time we got to the house, they had packaged it beautifully. I'm, I'm the warm up queen. I will always warm up my food, but I did not have to. It was delicious. They gave us a military discount. Um, when I tell you it was fabulous. And so, um, they have a variety of food. They're from, uh, New Orleans. And so, uh, it's a husband and wife team. They're in Georgetown, Texas. And so that's what, we decided to do, but we were very intentional. Last night, we were very intentional. We ate out, and we uh, went to one of our favorites, uh, who has the best wings in town, Rolling Roosters. Shout out to Rolling Roosters. 
Rolling Roosters has the best chicken. I'm not going to tell y'all about them sides. Don't. Listen, make your own sides. Unless you are the... I like my stuff very fresh. So if I get a yam, I want my yam to stay the color <laughs> that it is. I don't want it to be, um, you know, uh, overtaken by cinnamon and um, uh, brown sugar. You know what I mean? And so that was a disappointment. Um, I had grits that the cheese, the, it was it was um, cheese with grits because it was more cheese than grits. And so I'm I'm saying that to you guys because the chicken is outstanding, but the sides are not. The pound cake is outstanding, but the sides are not. And um, I guess the greens were okay, but, you know, I don't know. I didn't have those. I just had some chicken <laughs> last night, but intentional. I'm going to my black businesses and I will I will critique them on that and say, listen, hey, we're eating better. Uh, we don't want our yams cooked like that anymore. Or I just won't eat yams from there. OK, or I'll do both, you know, because you have to tell people how to treat you, tell people how to feed you. Um, people need to be critiqued on what they're doing so that they can do better. Um, and so we should do better by one another. And the only way we can do that is to go and um, support one another's business. But while we're there, we tell them, listen, hey, this happened. Uh, we need you to do better. OK, I went to the farmer's market. I got a bad tomato today. Guess what? I'm coming back next week. I got my picture. I'm going to show her this tomato you sold me was no good. Do do better. Do better. Right. So anyway, again, educate, educate, educate. You have Saturdays. You can call it Scholastic Saturday every Saturday. This is what we're going to do for an hour, two hours. Listen, you got all day. Your kids ain't going nowhere. You don't have to do a lot of ripping and running around. Spend some time with your kids. That will make serious memories, you know. I remember being the Sunday school teacher, so I knew all them little people, child, all of them. But I will tell you, they loved me. They did. I was firm, but they loved me. And, um, you know, they knew I wasn't going to let them get away with anything, but I was always going to get me a hug. You know what I mean? So teach and train your children to love themselves, um, but to know their history, you know, and to read books that represent them. You know, and so and at the same time, as you're educating your children, you educate yourself. You know, as soon as this podcast is over with, as tired as I am, I'm getting ready to get in a book <laughs> and I'm getting ready to educate myself a little bit more. You know, um, again, we do this because we need to tell our own stories and we need to know our own history told by our own people. Again, I will submit to you and encourage you to listen to the Karen Hunter show every Saturday. There is an hour long um, session with Dr. Greg Carr, a professor at Howard University. When I tell you this man is a bookworm, he literally lights up when he's talking. He knows what he's talking about. He loves it. And you want to be educated by someone who loves doing it. Every time he's like telling Karen, oh, thank you for this opportunity. But he is dropping knowledge. OK, and so I need my library to look like his. Um, 
but I got to get started. No, I'm not him. I'm I'm already behind the curve. But again, listen, Scholastic Saturday is here. Uh, go out and educate yourself and your children, your family, whoever. Listen, don't you go around hurting no one, not even yourself. This is Miss Ruff signing out for The Rough Life.